in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the 2021 American musical romantic drama film, West Side Story. This, written by Tony Kushner and directed by the one and only Steven Spielberg. So this is pretty big news because West Side Story, the original film, uh, you know, that was so long ago. And it's one that a lot of people, their fans of the original musical uh, quite enjoy. So this is the first time we're getting a new crack at it. Um, I, I, I'm not I don't like the vibe of like remake. It's not a remake to me because it's still like a new take on the musical. I think this would fall under the category of reimagined. Um... Reimagined, yeah. Because it's not that Spielberg was like, I want to remake the original movie. No, they just wanted to take a, a new crack at, uh, which was interesting because Spielberg's never done a musical. He's never directed a musical, for sure. I know he's, you know, he's helped, you know, produce. Produce, I'm like sure, that. yes. But yeah, yes. not to, to be the, the captain of the ship. Uh, I was kind of really surprised hearing about this because I was like, West Side Story, Steven, Steven Spielberg. So I was like, OK, this I'm I'm intrigued. That's what to say the least, because, you know, he's done his fair share of obviously we talked about on our big episode about him. You know, he's he's done everything from fantasy to sci fi to action adventure, a lot of historical. Uh, so to see him tackle a musical was like, huh, that'll be interesting. Um and honestly, quite enjoyed this. So uh, obviously, for those of you, it's not a spoiler review because you can't really spoil West Side Story because it's not like it's a story you don't know. Uh, but for those of you who don't know what West Side Story is, it is a musical adaptation of William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet set in the 1950s New York City. And instead of the Montagues and the Capulets, it's two rival gangs, the Jets and the Sharks. Tony, who's a somewhat former member of the Jets and best friends with their captain, Riff, falls in love with Maria, who is the sister, the younger sister of Bernardo, who is the captain of the Sharks. And of course, they these two gangs uh, do not get along at all, and they fight often, and they're trying to fight for territory. So you're getting the vibe that, like, you know, again, it's the star-crossed lovers. They meet at this dance. They're not supposed to fall in love. And although this musical does have a lot of, it does have comedy elements to it. It's very much a uh, tragedy in the end, very much like the play by William Shakespeare. Yes. So yes, we had this new version that was going to come out earlier, but then, you know, everything postponed and stuff. So I forget West Side Story coming out here at the tail end of 2021, directed by Steven Spielberg. I thought this was fantastic. I think something they did very well with this is they try to, while still keeping it the the musical, you know, has all the songs in there, and keeping it in the time era it's set in, there was more high stakes about this. There wasn't as much, you know, the, the musical does have a lot of dance fighting. There is still elements of that in this, but it felt much more like high stakes, more threat. Uh, the two gangs, especially, there's violence in this. They are fighting uh to some points, you know, very bloody ends. And I just felt more of like a getting why 
why the Jets are fighting for their territory. You know, they feel like they've, they've they're, you know, they've lived in America. They don't want these immigrants coming in. And then the Sharks who are coming to America to try to better their life. You know, they want their spot. They want their time. And so you see you see more of the fight of and also keeping their heritage, the Puerto Rican heritage of love for their country. So I felt there was much more of like a, a fight from both sides of why they are going head to head. And it's not just them as gangs. It's also like high society because there was actually a really cool shot in the beginning of the of the movie when you kind of see this whole area that's uh, kind of starting to fall to construction. You see an image of what's going to become the future Lincoln Center, which is, you know, in New York City is a huge arts area, the big Lincoln Theater and the opera and all that stuff. It's almost like removing these neighborhoods they've grown up with for years and now these high rich people are going to be taken over so it's also like they're losing their homes as well so i thought there was more stake involved in this than it would have been the original version well interesting to have me give my take on this because i like probably many uh people out there uh, going into this have maybe no experience with I never got to see the stage production or I never saw the 1960s version. So for me, it was complete novice. I, I dropped the ball. I meant to watch it. Just just didn't make time for it. I know. But uh, my only original uh, introduction to this would have been uh, as fun, key comedic scene in the film Anger Management, uh, where <laughs> Jack Nicholson and bum, bum, Adam Sandler bum. sing the song. Uh, who's the pretty girl in the mirror there? And so one of the, one of the funniest things. So that that was my first introduction to this. So yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, it was both Chris and I a huge lover of musicals. This is really great, and I think in this time where it, it does tell a tragic tale, but in some very fun, uh, great uh, choreographed and musical numbers. I thought that, first of all, it's very beautiful. Um, I think the color palettes, uh, the dresses, the costuming, I thought it was very nice. Um, and I thought the choreography was great. Just really well done. Shout out to Justin Peck, who uh, choreographed the dance sequences. I mean, they pop on the screen so much. And that's that's the thing. Also, the thing that's a little different from the original film is under Spielberg's eye of knowing when to have close up shots, when to have these huge group numbers there's just so many moments like you know as they do with musical movies nowadays when it's the musical number all of a sudden there's a lot more people involved and it's huge dance numbers some of the stuff in this just really pops and it's like combined with the cinematography uh really stood out for me which i i thoroughly enjoyed yeah now i don't know how the original musical was the only thing one of the only things that really threw me off about this and i know that you know Though, as this is not a remix, more reimagining, I would have been interested to see the one song that was, I thought, badly timed or placed uh, was when um, uh, Maria's singing, you know, I Feel Pretty. It, it comes after this really tragic moment. It doesn't really flow where, you know, we've got the two rival That is members. how the, that is exactly how the musical goes. So, okay. Uh, the big rumble moment, which again, we're not trying to spoil things, but it's like, this is a musical that's been out for years. So, uh, the big rumble moment is actually how act one ends. If you go see a stage version of the play and then the first song of act two is I feel pretty. See, I think, yeah, I think if you seen that more of the uh, musical version on stage, it would kind of, cause it felt a little like weird. I think what they're trying to set up in that moment is they're trying to continue the happy thought. Like, you know, they need a happy moment after this, this tragic moment. Um, and, the, and the fact that Maria really does think that her life is on the up, you know, she's met this boy, 
she's now happy she doesn't care if she works for rich white people she's just you know i i feel pretty i feel alive and then you know as the course is going to go on that quickly changes oh that's good to know though but there was actually there was there was some rearranging of songs in the film that I actually thought were smart choices. Uh, Officer Krupke, which is a famously funny song. Uh, a lot of the Sondheim lyrics are incredible. That song usually takes place in act two. Uh, and that was much earlier in this film, which I thought that was a great number by the Jets in the jailhouse. Yeah. Very and funny. then uh, one that actually I, I really liked how they did it for this film is it's kind of a vibe of the Jets are on the edge to want to reattack. And it's, you know, keep your cool, 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 crazy, you know. Um, and they did it more in this version of Tony trying to stop Riff and the boys from even doing the fight. I thought that was a really cool choice of like, it's almost like he's telling them, you know, like. Well, it, it made more sense into his character to show that he's really trying everything to to stop this from happening, keeping his promise to Maria. So I thought, yeah, that was kind of cool. And uh, I didn't realize that they switched it around. So I, that that makes a lot more sense. And it does add to the character because, again, yes, this is a musical. But again, these characters are falling in love real quickly. It's that young love, but it, it makes sense into staying true to the characters. Um, speaking of the characters and the casting, and uh, I'd love to hear you this take because you've seen, uh, have you seen this on stage? Have you seen this on stage? I have, yes. Okay, so you've seen a lot of different versions of this. What I was, I loved the casting choices in this. What would you, what was this your take? This was on a strong cast. I think overall it was a strong cast, and this also felt like a cast that could perform what they were asked to do. You know, both from a dance side, but also from a singing side. You know, as a as a singer and actor myself, when I go see a musical movie. I'm always concerned about can they actually sing? And, you know, nowadays we have so much stuff that can edit. Um, this isn't actually even our voices. It's all editing. No, just kidding. But, you know, with the, with the auto tune we've seen in some musical movies, you can just tell it's like they just want the face because it's going to sell tickets. I think Spielberg did a good job of his team, got people that fit the roles well. There's obviously, yes, there are some Broadway, there's many Broadway people in this, which I think is always a smart choice because, you know, they actually can sing. Um, but even some surprising ones, like ones that, like, for example, start off here with Ansel El- Elgort, uh, who plays Tony. You know, we've seen in plenty of movies before, uh, Baby Driver and uh, Fallen Our Stars. And to, to be cast as Tony, you know, I'm like, I know him as this movie actor. So I'm going, oh, can he actually sing? And he had this really kind of like beautiful, classic, very tenor voice. Um, you know, I thought he carried that very well and he just fit that role really well. And he had that presence. And because he's a little taller, too, I thought there was a nice vibe of how he kind of compared with Maria. But yeah, Rachel Ziegler here as Maria. This is like her film debut. Wow. Uh, <laughs> like pretty impressive. She has a beautiful voice. She had a great energy in this. Um and I was like, okay, I'm excited to see what she is. I mean, I know coming up, she's going to be in Shazam 2. And she has been cast as Snow White for Disney's Snow White live action. Oh, very uh, nice. Which is exciting. But uh, yeah, she was really, really incredible. Ariana DeBose, who we, uh, of course, enjoyed in Schmigadoon, is playing Anita. Uh, and she's fantastic. She's bringing that hardcore acting. I mean, like some very impressive scenes. And David Alvarez, who played Bernardo. With Mike faced as Riff, those two I thought really had a great presence. I mean, like, well, not only not only good singing, but just intense. And like you said, you add to you add to the 
uh, the threat element, like these guys, I would not want to get in a rumble with these guys. Well, even like Bernardo is like a boxer. I thought that was a cool choice. I don't remember that being in the original. So like he, you know, that's kind of his day job is he, you know, he goes on boxes. And so like, he's obviously a powerful fighter riff. They really planting the idea that, you know, his parents didn't care about him. Society didn't care about him. You know, he's, he's one, he's one move away from taking his own life is what it feels like. You know, he's, he's on that, what do I have to live for? You know? So he's like always on that vibe of like, I got to be the leader of these jets and I want territory. And then you got, you know, like Brian Darcy James as officer Krupke, uh, who is a Broadway vet. I've seen him in tons of things and uh, he's been killing it in these movies. Corey Stoll as Lieutenant Shrank, which they didn't do as much with Shrank as I wanted. They kind of did a little bit, but Shrank is typically supposed to be in a musical, very racist um like he he is supposed to be trying to you know solve crimes but he, he's really racist against puerto ricans but they did a little bit of that but not as much as i wanted but the one i really wanted to bring up because it is uh it's beautiful to see you know all this cast rita marino is valentina she is an egot which means she's won an emmy a grammy an oscar a tony she's been in tons of musicals and musical movies she played Anita in the original movie oh, wow. of West Side Story. So this was interesting. In the musical, typically there is a character named Doc and he owns this little like grocery store and that's where Tony works. And that's kind of like a hideout for Tony. There's a basement area where he lives where all the stock is. And the Jets often hang out there. You know, it's kind of like a soda club and everything. And to have instead of Doc, they had Valentina be this character that is kind of like the wise mentor Tony, who is Doc's widow and Valentina being a Puerto Rican. So, you know, again, trying to not change the whole thing, but update it where Tony's working for this really nice Puerto Rican lady, Valentina, who's helping him through the ropes and stuff. And when things happen in the musical that get very dark, to see how some people view her character. Yeah, it's kind of not not living up to her roots, possibly, you know, a traitor. So that was good. And speaking of updating roles and kind of clearly defining them. Uh, anybody's, yeah, who who's always been a fun character uh, is typically meant to be this girl character that wants to just be a member of the Jets. This is more of a tomboy-esque, like just a girl who wants to be part of the gang. But yes, Iris Menes, I hope I'm saying that right, Menes, Menes, uh, who is a non-binary actor coming to play anybody's, which is a great choice. Again, trying to show representation. I think that was an important thing. And in this musical, which already has a whole lot to do with representation, I thought that was a great choice. And also one more shout out to Josh Andres Rivera as Chino, uh, Chino is typically a member of the Sharks who's kind of like he doesn't do a whole lot until the big ending. They gave more stake to him throughout the film of why he would kind of go on the path he does in the film. Yeah, he he has this kind of this really great downfall where he is he is Puerto Rico and he's a good friend of, you know, Bernardo. But he's like, uh, dude, you're the better of us. So you can you can get a great job one day you're going to school and like he, he wants the best for his his sister he wants the best for maria so i think it's great to see how he really turns because you know there is a bit of that you know loyalty and respect but then also they just um like i you know stuck out for you and then you know i just and his kind of his his downfall it's really really beautiful um scene and amazing acting i just 
I was just overall really impressed um, by everyone in this film. Yeah, I, I will not be surprised. I don't know exactly who they would pinpoint to specifically, but I feel like this film, uh, which has been getting rave reviews, this will definitely get nominations uh, for things coming up. Uh, so I'd be curious to see where it's all going to lie. Unfortunately, the only thing that's kind of sad, and again, this kind of falls in the category of sometimes people start, aren't interested in musical movies. This had a budget of a roughly 100 million and it's only grossed it only grossed like 10 million opening weekend, which was kind of a bummer. You know, maybe it'll have legs as it'll kind of continue through what is typically award season. Uh, maybe more people will check it out. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, I was kind of kind of surprised that it, it's it didn't do as much as it could. Um, so, yeah, and again, it could be the, bo- the box office with, you know, COVID still, but you know who knows but yeah i was um i'm glad that we got to watch this film and i was very um excited i'm looking forward to going back and watching the original just to kind of see a comparison dive more into the source material and uh you know my hats off again to steven spielberg because uh for him you know reading these interviews that he had wanted to do musical for years and he dedicated actually to his late father uh who had passed away after 103 years old um arnold spielberg so i thought that was really beautiful that this was one of the first musicals that really was a big hit in their household. So it's kind of not only a great representation and a good kind of updated take, but a great love letter to his father. And unfortunately we just lost Stephen Sondheim uh, uh, two weeks ago. So uh, it, it was something also for me, just as a personal fan of his work, you know, he was not the composer of this. That was Leonard Bernstein, but uh, this was one of his first early jobs was as a lyricist was to do lyrics for a side story. Then eventually, of course, he would go on to compose and do lyrics for a lot, many, many musicals that were uh, been beloved for many, many generations. So uh, to see Sondheim's work again on the big screen, just it, uh, it it filled me with joy as someone that, you know, this was an interesting year, too, with musicals. You know, we had uh, In the Heights, Tick, Tick, Boom, um, did not see Dear Evan Hansen, uh, but also White Side Story, which had Annie Live. So clearly you know, to see four to five musical movies in this one year. And now, you know, we know Wicked's coming up and stuff. So it's like, I do feel there's still going to be a drive for people. There's still an audience to see these stage works adapted for the big screen. And especially if you're going to have a name like Steven Spielberg under that, people will want to come see it. So you can now continue to check out West Side Story, which is playing in theaters. And that was this edition of potential picks thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar and i'm your host taylor sokol stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum. And remember, know know your your potential. potential.